Hello, this is Jeff, and this is Talk For Real. Let's start out a little bit of politics. Um, I seen on um, Fox News that um, Jacob Blake was on there and uh, they showed a video and you know they were talking about uh, he was in such pain and you know all that stuff that goes along with being shot I guess Um, but here's the thing folks you know I want to know what your intentions were when you were going back to the car because in my opinion you were going back to get a weapon that's either the weapon or you were going to hide the knife one or the other you know it only makes sense you know so I you know you got shot because you didn't comply with the law and you should have stopped you shouldn't have been fighting them in the first place shouldn't have been over at that place because you had an OP on you and you shouldn't have been over there anyway but it seems that criminals are always drawn to drama that creates more criminality. So, you know, I have no mercy for you. You know, karma got you. You know, you sexually assaulted someone. You know, and what makes me mad is they look at you like you're a martyr. And you're just a common criminal you know BLM is backwards you know they they worship criminals you know George Floyd was a criminal you know no doubt in my mind any man that would hold a gun to a lady that's pregnant to her stomach you know and rob her he's a criminal you know, he's been a criminal all of his life since he was early age. When he stole that car from that lady on, when I seen it on court TV, 16 years old and had, didn't have any remorse for it. You know, he deserved what he got. You know, that's my opinion. And if you don't like it, then, you know, that's your opinion. But we'll have to, to agree to disagree. Now, moving on. <clears throat> talk about this woman Nancy Pelosi I despise that woman she is nothing but a greedy power hungry witch with a B in front of it all she worries about is getting this Democrat party what they want you know, when she's she's freaking almost 80 years old. <clears throat> she may be 80. I don't know how old she is. But she's too old to be in Congress. She needs to quit and go retire somewhere. She ain't got nothing else better to do. she got enough money. You know, hell, she's lived off the our taxpayer dollars for 40-some years. Or 30, however many. It's a lot too long. But she needs to go. Schumer needs to go. Nadler needs to go. Schiff needs to go. Ocasio needs to go. Omar needs to go. All those crazy radical bitches, they all need to go. And I'm going to tell you right now, Biden's not going to beat Trump. Biden is not stable enough. Nobody wants old Camel to be the the president. I believe that would be the gravest mistake we ever made. You know, is to have Camel as our president. And I mispronounce her name because I think that when you look at her face, she looks like a camel. You know, on a cigarette pack of camel cigarettes, she looks like that camel in the face. These debates are coming up, so this is going to be pretty good. Um, 
you know, like I think uh, 47% believe Donald Trump's gonna tear up old Biden, and I think 41% think Biden will. But you know, I think that 41% is gonna be your your radicals and your leftists and Democrats. So, you know, hey, we'll see what happens. But I I do believe that. Um, President Trump's gonna whip his ass. I'd like to see him in a boxing match. I think that'd be kind of funny. I'm afraid Biden probably wouldn't last about 15, 20 seconds. He'd probably pass out. Then all we got is um, is every time you get Biden on, you know, answering questions on interviews or whatever. They're already they're scripted questions, and he already has the answers to, and he's reading them from a teleprompter. Okay, President Trump don't do that. You know, you ask him a question, he's going to tell you what he thinks. That's why, when it comes November and you go vote, do you want a man that's going to tell you ten different things, and then look at his past when he he is racist you know they've even got videos of him you know he's been in congress senate for 40 plus years living off of our ta taxpayer dollars and hasn't done a damn thing since he's been there lied about being in the top 10 in his class in college when they found that he wasn't even in the, in the top 70%. He was like in the bottom 30%. You know, I mean, kudos to anybody that can go to law school and pass the bar exam. I don't know how he did it. He probably paid somebody or somebody paid for it. But, you know, if he did, he did. But he wasn't a very good lawyer because he, he went into Congress or to Senate or whatever he was. And you know, ultimately made a political career out of it because he didn't want it to be a, he didn't want to do the lawyer's job. You know, he knew he wasn't going to make any money. He's a dumbass. You know, that's why he got Camel come in to run with him. First thing, he he wanted a woman of color. Okay, so this woman is Jamaican, Indian, not even. And, and she claimed African-American. She's not even African-American. And that's another thing, okay? Blacks in the United States that live there now, you know, that were born in America, you are not African-Americans. You are black Americans. Okay? I, I hate to break this to you, but you may have um, the past, you know, you may have... Um, you know, ancestors that were from Africa, which I'm sure you probably do, but you are not African American. You are black Americans. Same way with us, you know, the white people. We are, you know, we're American, white Americans, you know, why would, why would we be anything else? Most of our families came from Europe. So, why wouldn't we be called European Americans? Because we're not. We're born in the United States. So, we're white Americans. You know, I, I just don't understand why people can't get that through their heads. You know, and it, it just aggravates me to death about, you know, well, I'm African American. Okay. <laughs> If you're African American, why are you not living in Africa? You know, I'm I'm not racist. I just tell it like it is. You know, if I'm European American, why ain't I living in Europe? Because I was born in America, so I'm white American. You know, I'm an American citizen, born and raised in the United States. My parents came over. Uh, my grandparents came over from England. And my um, 
That was my mother's side, which was a go-forth. And my dad's side was James. And um, he was American Indian. That's where he came from. You know, so. But I don't claim uh, American Indian status. Because that's not how I was raised. I was raised an American. White American. That's what I am. Not a European American or not Indian American. I'm a white American. So let's just keep it at that. Next thing I want to talk about is um, this stimulus package. Um, you know, Donald Trump said it right that Nancy Pelosi is not going to agree on a stimulus package just because she knows it will help the economy and it will help his campaign. That, that's the bottom line. That's why she's not agreeing to nothing and she's going to continue. And then what it is is making Americans suffer. You know, Americans suffer because of Nancy Pelosi. You know, why don't people see that? You know, you leftists that think that, you know, socialism is so great. You know, it's never worked. Venezuela at one time was one of the richest countries in the world. Look at them now. Guy comes in, takes over. Socialism, now one of the poorest countries in the world. Somalia, same thing. Why do you think Ilya and Omar wants to come over here? So she says that's the reason. But my opinions are different. I think that, that we are being slowly invaded by the Muslim population to get into our Congress and Senate seats so they can change what America has because they are so jealous that we've got what we've got. Those people can have what they, they have, and a lot of it if they wanted to, but they're not smart enough. You know, Ilian Omar is an, she's a moron. She has no clue what's going on. She can't even, when she's asking questions, she can't even understand the questions she's asking in Congress. Same way with uh, Ocasio. You know, that's stupid. Oh, man. I just look at her and cannot, I cannot stand her. You know, you ever had that where you look at somebody and you just you just can't stand them? You know, I've had that, and she's one of them. Her and Nancy Pelosi are two of the, oh, they just aggravate me to death. And I, you know, I don't, a lot of people, you know, like myself, I do, um, I do keep a close knit of friends. I don't have a lot of them because I think friends are like diamonds, precious but rare. And false friends are like leaves, they fall everywhere. You know, that's a that's an old saying that my mom used to say all the time. And you know, that's why I don't have that many friends because, you know, I don't like to have people coming around that are false you know if you're my friend you're my friend you know good friends may talk about each other but when it comes down to it they're going to back you 100 percent. you know all my friends you know they they pretty much you know that i hang with now you know um we get along good we crack jokes on each other, you know, uh, but if something happens and we need each other, then, you know, they're going to be there to help. You know, that's that's the way it's supposed to be. And it should be with black and white Americans. You know, all, all people living in the United States, it should be that way. It don't matter what color you are, what uh, nationality you are, you know, that's that's a big thing, you know. Is is what we've got to do is we've got to work together. Right now we're separated because you've got these young BLM protesters 
and probably 50% of them is white and a lot of those white people that are in that BLM are also Antifa members so they like to keep stuff going that that's their job that's what George Soros hired him for he's the one that backs all this stuff he has to be and that's you know that's getting ready to come out you know there there's a um, investigation going on right now in DOJ um, and Mr. Barr is going to come and get him. You know, I think he's a no-nonsense guy just like Mr. Trump and our President Trump, should I say. Um, it, and that's going to end up coming out. So is this pedophile ring. <clears throat> if you've noticed how dirty the media is, you know, you see all the time how these big pedophile rings have been busted open and all these people arrested, but yet you don't see it in the papers. And what's what's the reason is because they don't want these big big stars and and people that are involved, you know, that that receive this stuff, you know. And there's a lot of uh, movie stars involved in it. There's a lot of um, politicians, you know, that's involved in it. I mean, we'll see when uh, all comes down to this Maxwell and uh, whether she lives long enough to to go to court and, and tell her side of the story. You know, it's it's amazing. You know, you can't, you find a hundred, I think they caught, what was it, or they found a hundred, almost a hundred and fifty children and teenagers that are going to be shipped over to Europe. You know, who's doing this? I mean, damn, you got you got to have a backing to do something like that. So there, there's got to be some inside operation going on. Somebody's got some power, you know. So that that's pretty sickening when you think about it. Then you got you know the the left, far left, that uh, like Camel and uh, Joe and Nancy and all of them. They're wanting, you know, the uh, Planned Parenthood, you know, they're allowing kids to be, body parts to be harvested, you know, um, when, when these kids are born, and it's mainly black children. That's what's so bad about it, and, and BLM and all, they're supporting the Democrats for this. You know, wake up. My goodness, it, <laughs> if somebody was harvesting my kids' parts, buddy, I'm, I'm going to town on them. I'm going to town. Why don't you guys do that? Why are you not um, riding Planned Parenthood? They're killing your people. You know, our people. American citizens. You know, and they're killing a lot of them. That one guy, I watched this uh, documentary on this uh, doctor, a black doctor, that performed abortions. And when the kids were still alive, when they they got them out, he was cutting them on the back of their necks to kill them. Come on. That's inhumane. That's still going on. When are people going to wake up? You know, I, I don't claim to be the smartest person in the world but my gosh <laughs> you know I I know the difference between life and death and I know when somebody's being killed and that's what's happening and we've got to put a stop to it you know you know and it, it just aggravates me that that BLM I, I don't even acknowledge Antifa because they're a bunch of radical idiots you know, a bunch of um, college-age kids, white kids mainly, that don't fit in any place else, and they're kind of like a, a gang where if kids that are bit that were picked on in high school and grade school and got the green hair or purple hair and all the face tattoos, the goths and all that stuff, you know, they look for. Um, 
protection and a, and a acceptance. That's what Antifa is. They're, they accept they accept the misfits, and that's all they've got in there. It's misfits. You know, you can look at it and see there are people that can't do nothing else, but need protection, so they get in groups. And the more people, the more protected they feel. So I, you know, it it just it's crazy. You know, if I was president which I know I'll never be, but I think uh, President Trump, what he should do, he should bring the National Guard in there in every major city that has these problems and clear them out. And I'm not talking rubber bullets either. Once you start, you know, putting a hammer on one or two of them, then they're going to start thinking. Then you hit another three or four. Then they're really going to start thinking and saying, wait a minute. They're using real bullets. I'm down with this, so I'm getting out of here. So they're going to leave. You know, you got to fight fire with fire. And that's not what we're doing. We're giving these people participation trophies. That's what we're doing. That's where we screwed up in America. You know, giving these giving kids participation trophies just because they participated in some sport, you know, program, whatever. You know, that's the problem. Kids don't earn anything anymore. You know. So what if you played baseball, but you sit the bench the whole time? Didn't get to play because you wasn't no good. So you get a participation trophy. No, what you got to do is these coaches, you know, mainly the parents need to stay out of it. And these coaches go after these kids and, and teach them, get them on right tracks. You know, any kid can be taught. You know, that's like these, uh, I, I see a lot of kids that, um, that are like six eight, six nine, that don't even play basketball because they were never taught. Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't teach height. You know, coaches these days, they, you know, in my my opinion, they um, they want the glory for themselves. They don't care about the uh, other kids. That um, that are not playing, that are that are not really as talented as some of the other players are, and uh, they could care less. That's why they give them participation trophy, make them feel good. You know, when I played, we didn't get participation trophies. I probably got a total of, I'd say, close to three hundred different trophies and plaques and <coughs> different awards for basketball, baseball, softball. We played men's slow pitch. Uh, I'm still getting trophies at age 53. Playing billions tournaments, golf tournaments, stuff like that. You know, you earn it. You know, Hell, I even went in the military and won um, trophies in the military. Playing on the men's slow pitch softball team and playing on the, the Army basketball team. You know? And I started on the Army basketball team. I was a guard. It, it's, it's crazy. But kids are, you know, kids don't have a chance these days. So then they go into. Um, to places like, uh, or to groups like Antifa, they feel like they've got a cause because they're being brainwashed. And it's not working. All it is creating havoc, costing a lot of money for the taxpayers. That's why we need to, need to get rid of them. Antifa needs to be labeled as a terrorist organization. They need to be taken down. Same way with BLM. You know, if if you're going to riot and loot, 
looting, all that stuff, you're you're a terrorist organization. You need to be taken down. Cut the head off the snake. Put an end to the whole thing. That girl that was on there said that uh, she doesn't have a problem with people uh, looting uh, Macy's or uh, Gucci or whatever. She's a moron. A freaking moron. She's considered a, a terrorist in my book. So her and all three of the, the leaders, the ones that uh, created BLM, they need to go to jail. And George Soros needs to go in there with them and throw away the key. Antifa, whoever's over that, they need to get them and throw the throwaway key to. You know, and it'll end all this crap that's going on. Okay, so we'll get out of politics. Let's go to sports. All right, so we got, uh, I think, uh, let's see, I watched it last night. The Clippers and the uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets pretty much blew that one. They had that game. Uh, they were up by like 10 and I think at one time 13 points. And um, they stopped doing what they they were, you know, doing. A lot of teams have a problem with that is um, something that works. For some reason, they get away from what works. You know, I've seen it many times, you know, when I was coaching in Job Corps. You know, these other teams that, uh, would play us, that were playing us tough, We'd take them out of their game and, and they would start doing something else. And, um, you know, I'd tell my guys, you know, when we'd call a timeout and i say, look, what's working? What was working for us? You know, and they'd give me an answer. I'd say, okay, well, let's continue to do that. You know, let's keep doing that as long as it's working. If it stops working, that's when we'll switch to something else. But we wear it out until it until we had to switch to something else that works. And that's what we did. You know, I think I lost in 12 years of coaching. Um, I lost about, I think, maybe 18 games. You know, I had good teams every year. You know, um, so you know, that's kind of what happened to Denver last night. Uh, I'm not a Clippers fan. I don't like Kawhi, and I definitely don't like uh, Paul George. And I definitely don't like Patrick Beverly, his little running mouth punk. Um, but uh, they do have uh, they have a good team. I'll give them that. Uh, I used to have respect for Doc Rivers, but uh, after that speech he gave, all he did was added fuel to the fire, you know, to these riots. You know, in my opinion. So, you know, I I don't think that um, these guys, you know, they may have been to college, but come on, we all know college for athletes of that caliber is not really college. You know, they're led through like a puppy dog and um, given snacks, you know, for doing the right things. And that's all it, it pretty much is. I was one of them, you know, but um, I actually done my stuff. That's probably why I didn't get to play a whole lot. <coughs> but, you know, we all know that. And, and NBA guys, they're not the brightest people in the world. If they were, they would be like John Stockton and, and be their own agent. You know, did you know John Stockton, the whole time he was in the NBA... He negotiated all of his deals. He didn't have an agent. He went in and negotiated every deal that he had. And you know, always he made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. Which brings me to coaches. Okay. Now one thing that really, really bothered me was Stephen A. Smith saying that Steve Nash had white privilege because he was hired as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Come on, man. He's got some coaching experience. You know, he's played in the NBA a long time, two-time MVP, you know, played with um, 
two teams, Phoenix and Dallas, the whole time he's in the NBA. Um, probably should have been in Dallas when they won the championship. But um, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I don't think he would have got his MVPs had he stayed there. Because Dirk Nowitzki shot every time he got the ball. But, um, you know, I, in my opinion, I feel that, you know, Steve Nash needed to be given a try. You know, look at it like this. Okay, Tyrone, Tyrone Lou. All reason he won a championship was because of LeBron. We all know that. It wasn't his coaching ability. And the reason why is because he listened to everything LeBron said. That's why they won. You know, and uh, a uh, shot by Kyrie Irving, which I don't like him either. But, you know, he did make a winning game-winning shot. You know, and LeBron made the save on that block on Iguodala you know that's that's part of a team you know everybody chips in and uh, it works um, but you know Steve Nash deserved that job you got uh, what's his name uh, Jason Kidd Jason Kidd didn't have any experience but yet he got a head coaching job is that black privilege same way with Tyrone Lou, black privilege. You know, I, I don't understand it. These guys have already coached and couldn't prove nothing. I think the only uh, black guy that is, deserves a head coaching job right now, I think, is Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is a good coach. He's the one that set the, the um, Golden State Warriors on track and really should have stayed there but they did him wrong and put Steve Kerr in there and the only reason Steve Kerr won was because Mark Jackson got that team together you know only thing they done when Mark Jackson was there is got Kevin sissy ass Durant but you know that's that's my opinion you know, I'm sticking to it. Um, now, as far as the Nets go, Kyrie and, and Kevin, I don't believe it's going to work together simply because both of them want the headlines. They want to be the boss. And I wouldn't let anybody that thinks the earth is flat like Kyrie Irving be my boss. Anybody's a moron knows that the earth is rambling. So, you know, how many times have you seen the pictures of it when they went to the moon? It's freaking round, you moron. <clears throat> um, you know, another thing uh, that uh, I did notice that uh, that's going on is uh, most of your the best head coaches you've got with the exception of uh, Doc Rivers. Um, Doc Rivers being it is the only, uh, he's actually the only black coach in the NBA that's really done well. Uh, Lenny Wilkins did when he was in there. Of course, he had the Boston Celtics. And Larry Bird and them guys, you know, they're they were going to do well anyway. Um, another thing is the, uh, you know, as far as uh, black head coaches, uh, I'm trying to think. Fizdale, he fizzed out real quick. Um, I think who else was there? Besides Mark Jackson, I don't. Well, Nate. Um, McMillan, you know, I I thought he'd done a hell of a job at Indiana, <clears throat> and I think they kind of did him dirty. You know, they they didn't have all their players for one thing, and gave that man an extension and took it right back. That's wrong. Now, what's really going to be crazy 
is if they hire a white guy. <laughs> when really what they need to do is they need to hire Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is an excellent coach. Knows what he's talking about, and he can get through to the players. You know, Mark Jackson was not only a, a really, really good NBA player, but, you know, he knows how to coach. So, and it could be uh, Popovich. <coughs> I don't know if uh, Popovich is going to leave San Antonio. He's been there a long time. Uh, it'd be kind of hard to leave, but he's at that age where he probably needs to retire. I mean, if I'm 65 years old and coaching in the NBA, I think that's a little bit too much pressure on me to be doing that, and I've made a lot of money. I think I'd go ahead and retire and live my life out. You know, I know it's hard to do. Uh, but Krzyzewski, you know, let it go. You're almost 80 years old. It's time to quit. You just got a few more years to live. Spend it with your wife. But uh, then you got the Lakers and the Houston series, which is a really good series right now. Uh, it's one-to-one. They play again tonight. Um, my take is I think the Lakers are going to win tonight. I think the series will end up Lakers 4 and Rockets 2. Um, it took them one game to figure out what they need to do to play them. And that's to get rid of uh, JaVale McGee. Get him out of there. <clears throat> and um, I think they need to play Dwight Howard a little more because Dwight can guard out on the perimeter. Plus, he can block shots and he can rebound. And uh, I think he would uh, he would be a good asset. I think he needs to play. <clears throat> I mean, how are you going to let JaVale McGee play and not Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard's a better player than JaVale. You know, in my opinion, even at the age of Dwight Howard, you know, he's a better player. Uh, now... Lakers, you know, if they don't win it this year and Anthony Davis doesn't leave, which I don't think he will, but uh, I think that they'll make some, some good moves uh, during the break. Uh, first thing I would do, I would probably bring uh, Boogie Cousins back. And I would probably get rid of JaVale McGee. Because um, really, JaVale McGee, he's really a liability because one is he can't shoot, he can block shots, but he's not a scorer. He'll, he'll dunk when he gets a chance, but that's it. You need, a, nowadays, you got to have a center and shoot, you know, and, and uh, Boogie Cousins can shoot the three. Plus, he can post up and score inside. You know, he can also block shots. He can also uh, shoot the jumper. And he can play some defense. So, you're really getting an all-around deal with him. And I would probably get rid of... The ones I would get rid of is probably JaVale McGee. I'd get rid of Kyle Kuzma. He's not consistent enough. It's He's a work in pro progress you know if you're going to win championships now you can't have a work in progress you got to have them now you know so he'll show up one game next game you won't you know I think he's too timid I think he needs to when the break comes if they're going to keep him he needs to get with LeBron on his training and conditioning and he needs to work out just like LeBron you know I think that that's what he needs to do um, I would say probably get rid of Danny Green because, man, that, that guy looks like he can barely uh, get up and down the, the court now. Running off gingerly and I don't know. Um, he's not, not been consistent in shooting. Um, 
I think I would try to get somebody like, um, oh, what's his name from uh, the Pelicans guard, J.J. Reddick. I would try to get him. Um, some people say Kyle Korver, but I don't. I don't think Kyle Korver. Uh, I think J, uh, J.J. Reddick's a much better player than Kyle is now. Uh, I think they uh, maybe should look for him. Uh, I think maybe they should look for... I wish they would have uh, taken Kimball Walker whenever he was a man. But I don't know if they had enough money or not. Uh, but just simply because he would have been a good point guard and he can shoot and he can take the ball to the basket. I mean, that's what they needed. Take all that pressure off LeBron. You know. Um, then you got, uh, let's see, who else? I, I kind of think I would keep Caldwell Pope. Uh, he's playing well for him. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the white guy, the Spanish guy, the guard. Oh. Anyway, I keep him. Um, I definitely keep Dwight. Uh, I would I would think about uh, Rondo, uh, which he's playing well right now, and, and he's the reason what they won that last game. Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron, you know, all three had good games, you know, and, and uh, put it on, you know, so I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Um, then in your other, I'm glad to see Miami playing so well. They should have ended that the other day, but uh, Milwaukee got lucky. But I do think that Miami will end at this next game. It'll be a 4-1 win, and I'm glad because I think uh, Antetokounmpo is way overrated. He's All he does is bully his way down and dunk the ball. That's all he does. But you see Miami has put the defense on him. And, you know, a lot of teams know how to stop him. But they don't, they don't do it until playoffs. Because they don't, you know, a lot of them don't want them to know how they're going to stop him. And prepare for it. But uh, Antetokounmpo is not smart enough to know that difference. You know, so I'm just glad Jimmy Butler's playing well, and, and uh, <clears throat> I'd like to see uh, Boston go ahead and finish uh, Toronto. I don't like Toronto. Never have. So, uh, hope it comes out like that as be uh, Boston and Miami in the East Finals and uh, Lakers and the Clippers in the West Finals. That'll be a good matchup. Uh, my prediction there is it'll be the Lakers and Boston in the Finals and uh, Lakers will beat Boston 4-2 in the championship. That's my hopes. I'm a big Lakers fan. Always been a LeBron fan. I'm kind of aggravated with him now because, you know, I I think he's <clears throat> I think he's gotten into politics too much. I think he needs to just, you know, if he wants to get in politics, wait till he gets out of the NBA and uh, do what he's got to do. You know, if he wants to be a politician, that's fine. Uh, I don't see it happening. Uh, he's definitely got to have a four-year degree in most positions. You know, he might be a local councilman or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that's another story. Um, okay, so... Uh, Let's talk 
some more real talk about Bigfoot. Um, there's been, let's see, I think a little over 500 sightings so far this year in 2020. Um, I did find a, um, a video of a, uh, that actually wasn't blurred and it showed, um, a Bigfoot and I mean, it, it's gotta be, it, it was no, um, no other way it couldn't be, you know, it's not, it wasn't a bear, you know, it, it was a Bigfoot, you know, I'm a firm believer that they're, they're out there, you know, um, I do know, uh, <clears throat> I've talked to, uh, there's a guy in Henderson that wrote the, uh, the Spotsville Monster, and uh, Spotsville's over by Henderson, Kentucky, uh, which is probably about 50 miles from me. Um, he told me that, uh, you know, he had his family, you know, when he was growing up, they harassed his family and, you know, there's a lot of stuff went on. You should watch that. It's called the Spotsville Monster and it's a local guy, you know, and, and I don't, I don't think he's lying about it. There's, there's another guy that's actually, uh, two guys actually that are witnesses to it. Um, they just don't, uh, they don't want nobody to know who they are because, you know, people laugh at people like that, you know, which is, I think, stupid. You know, if you believe in something, then you believe in it, you know. So, uh, I mean, Black Lives Matter believe that they should get reparations. Well, if you believe that, then you believe it. I don't think you're going to get it, but, you know, you can believe it. Um... So anyway, um, I was watching um, watching this documentary, and um, I can't remember the name of it. But this guy that uh, he he finally comes out. He's like uh, I think was he? He's about seventy years old. Um, he said that when he was thirty-one years old, that uh, him and uh, some of uh, some of his family members went out hunting. Um, or wait a minute, they went fishing. I, I think they were fishing. Well, they had walked a lot, and he had developed a, a really bad blister on the bottom of his foot, and he just couldn't walk anymore. So he stayed back at the camp, and um, he said he watched his a uh, couple of his family members walking over the hill. Uh, going to the where they were going to go fish and um, they all waved at each other you know when they went over the hill and uh, he said like about five minutes later he saw you know something dark and furry that he, he thought was a bear at first but he noticed that it was on two feet and it was walking bipedal um so he knew it wasn't a bear, although bears do walk on two feet sometimes, but not not as often. But uh, he said this one, you know, walked quite a good ways, and finally it got to uh, that hill where her, his family had walked over, <clears throat> and uh, he hollered at it, you know, and it turned around and looked at him, and he looked at whatever it was and uh, he said he could see it had breasts and um, the whole body was covered with fur he said except the breasts and the face and uh, he said this was about probably 25 to 30 yards from him so he could see pretty good it was, you know, it was in the middle of the day anyway and um, so he um, he said he waved at it. He said he really didn't know what to do, but he waved at it. 
And he said, you know, it waved back. Which, um, you know, I, I mean, this guy believes what he believes. But um, there was another story that was kind of uh, similar to this when he said it was by a young kid. <coughs> that said um, that when he was, or not, well, he wasn't young when he said it, but he, he was older. Uh, he said that when he was a kid, him and his brother shared a room. And um, they lived out in the country and, uh, in, you know, inside the woods. And he said that um, one would come to his window and um, motion to him to come here. And the kid, you know, the guy said he would shake his head no. He said, and when he'd do that, the Bigfoot would look at him and shake his head yes. You know, and he said he would just get under his covers. He said he wouldn't, you know, wouldn't look no more. You know, I kind of thought, well, maybe this was a dream he was having or, you know, something like that. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he, there's too many stories too many sightings to be hoaxes. I mean, nobody's going to go around and do hoaxes that many times. So, sums up. You know, there's there's got to be something going on. <coughs> so, you know, I don't I don't know. I but I do believe there are Bigfoot I believe there's quite a few of them, but you got to remember we got millions and millions of acres of uh, forest that nobody's ever explored because you can't get in there. You know it's it's too rough, and uh, unless you're able to have a uh, like a helicopter fly overhead and drop a line to you and pull you out of there, you know once you get in there. It's hard to find your way out. You got to be a professional, and there's a reason that nobody's done that. You know, so and then of course all the uh, the old uh, sayings that uh, 